With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Daf Yud Zayim, page 17. We're starting nine lines in. Echad Aymer B'fanei Nechta V'shnaim Aymer B'faneinu Nechtam Kosher. If one person said that it was written in front of him, and two people said that it was signed in front of them, it's kosher. Amar B'yami, Amar B'yechanon, B'yami said in the name of Rabbi Yechanon, Lo'yishanu Elo Shaget Yotz Mitachas Yad Eid Ksiva. That the case that we're talking about is where who is actually bringing it? The single aid, the single witness who's saying that he saw it written in front of him. Denasu Kishnaim Alzeh. Because it's considered like two in regards to the ksiva, and then you have two in regards to the chasima, the signatures. But if the ones who are bringing it are the ones who are saying that they saw the signatures being written in front of them, puzzle, it's not going to be good. Because all you have is one person who's saying about the ksiva, about the writing, and that's not going to be good enough unless he's the actual witness, he was the actual shliach, the messenger. We can deduce that he holds. If two people bring a divorce document from outside of Israel, they do indeed need to say it. They need to say it. And that has to be the only reason that they would have to say it is only because they hold like Rabbah, who says it's a problem of Lishma. We have to be worried about the fact that it's going to go back to the way it used to be, where people forgot and didn't know about Lishma. Otherwise, it for sure would be enough for them to just say for them both to say that if they held, held only like Rava. So, Elamai, clearly they hold like Rav. Amar le Rabbi Asi. So Rabbi Asi says to Rabbi Ami like this. Elamiyata, if that's true, Reisha the Katani in the beginning where it says, Shnaim Arim B'faninu Nechtav. Two people said it was written in front of me, Vechad Arim B'faninu Nechtam. Apostle, that if one person says that it was signed in front of him, it's no good. Rabbi Yehuda Mach, Rabbi Yehuda says it's kosher. Even if it's being brought by two people, the rabbis still say it's possible. And Rabbi Yehuda says that it's kosher. What are they arguing about? Amar in Yes, indeed, that is the machlokas there. It is in regards to this case where two people brought it. And the issue has to do with whether or not you have to say, as we mentioned earlier. There were times where he would find him, meaning Rabbi Asi would find Rabbi Ami, that he was sitting and he was saying it, that even if it, came, if it came through the hands, meaning the shluchim, the two messengers, were the people who were verifying the signatures, kosher, it's okay, it's kosher. Alma Kasavar, and therefore we can deduce from that that he holds This as opposed to what he said earlier, here we're saying that uh, he does not need to they do not need to say it when two people bring it. But previously he said that the two people do would need to say it. says if that's the case, In the case where two people brought it and they said that it was so- written in front of us, I'm sorry, and one person says it was signed in front of him, so the case is where they're not both bringing it, but if they would both be bringing it, the rabbis would say it's kosher, what are they arguing about, what's the what's the argument if the case is when it's when it's uh, not being brought by two, Amar lay in, he says yes indeed, there is an argument in that case, like we explained on the previous Amud. So Yahasi says to Ami, what do you mean? But sometimes you were saying differently than that. Sometimes you told us that if two people bring it, they do have to say, but now you're telling us that they do not have to say that. This, the last thing that I told you, which is that if two people bring it, they do not need to say, that is the bottom line, that is the truth, and don't veer away from that. We begin the Mishnah. Any case where it was written and signed on the same day, 
it's kosher. So that can be if it was written and signed on the same day, written and signed on the same night, or written in the in the in the night time. The night is the first thing of the day, and then it was signed in the daytime following that because it's considered the same day. So all these cases is kosher. However, it was signed. It was written. I'm sorry, in the daytime, and then the following night it was signed. So it's considered two separate two separate days. Rabbi Shimon Machshir, Rabbi Shimon says it's kosher, it's fine, even though it was on two separate days. Shall Rabbi Shimon Aimer, because Rabbi Shimon used to say, that all regular stories, all regular documents that are written in the daytime, and then they're signed the following night, so there's a problem with them usually. However, a get, a, a, a divorce document is different. We're gonna see what the understanding of this is in the Gemara. Itmar, we learned in a memra. Why is it that they were mesak and they created a decree that you have to write the time in a get? Because usually, so we write it in a star in a in a document. We write the time so that if let's say the document says that I owe you money, so we need to know exactly when that happened because we need to know if if you can collect from something that I owned at the time of the document being written. So if I go and I sell it, so it's still meshu, but it's still uh, enslaved, so to speak, to the loan. So that that makes sense by all of the cases, but why is it that we should require this by a divorce document? By a divorce document, there's no collection that's happening. So Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, Mishum bas achoisoy, that the issue has to do with his niece. What's the case? So Rashi explains that you have a man, and he's married to his niece, and she goes and she's mezana, and she has some kind of uh, illicit relationship. So he's gonna, he, you know, it's his niece. He loves her, even though you know she's doing the incorrect thing. He has to divorce her, okay, whatever. But uh, but he's gonna try to take care of her. He's gonna try to protect her so that she shouldn't end up having to be killed or anything like that. So what does he do? So he writes her a star, a get, and he doesn't leave, he doesn't write on it when it actually occurred, when he actually divorced her. So now they come to court and they say, you were mezana, you had illicit relations while you were married. And she says, what do you mean? I was divorced already. She pulls out the get and it doesn't say when. So we can't prove that she was married when she had relations with this person. And therefore, she would get off the hook. So we said like this, because of that case, we don't want such a thing to happen. So we say we always write this man, the time, the date when it happened, and this way we'll never have a problem in the future, because it will always say the precise time on it. Rish Lakish Amar, Rish Lakish says, that the issue has to do with the Peris, sort of Peris. So there's a halacha, there's a law that the husband, as long as he's married to his wife, so he has the ability to get it. Let's say she comes into the marriage and she owns a piece of property. And on the property, there's some kind of fruit trees or some other kind of produce. So the husband has the rights, as long as he's married to his wife, to take the fruits, to, to, to use the produce, to sell it. He has the rights to whatever profits come in from those, that produce. However, she retains the rights to the actual land itself, or to the actual trees themselves. What happens as soon as he gets divorced, so then he loses that right. So now, in the, in the interim time, it's not clear exactly when they got divorced, but some sometime around then he was selling the fruits from her from her property and she says wait that's my fruits it doesn't belong to him anymore so the reason that we have to write the the date on the star on the on the document on the get is that in order that we know exactly when it happened so that if she she says hey that's my stuff she he's selling my fruits that we know exactly which day it happened this way we can know exactly whose is whose and what's what's that's Rachel Akish. So why is Rish Lakish who says it has to do with the fruits, not say like Rabbi Yechanan who says it has to do with this guy who's married to his niece? So Rish Lakish will respond and say, I don't like your pshat because we turn the page to Yizam and Beis in 17b. It's not so common to have a case like that. We're not going to make a decree that we're going to say that on every single document you need to write the exact date just for some case that might happen with his niece. And it's very uncommon. 
Rabbi Yechon, my time, Eloi Amar, Kereish Lakish. So why does Rabbi Yechon say that understanding instead of saying like Kereish Lakish has to do with the fruits? Because he holds that actually the husband has rights to the fruits, not from when he writes the get, not from when he writes his divorce document, but rather until he actually gives it the divorce document. So it, it may take weeks or months until from the time that he actually writes it until he actually gives it. So therefore, says Rabbi Yechon, and it can't be that we're actually making him write the zman, the time on the get, on this divorce document for that reason, but rather it must be for this different reason of Basachosu because he's married to his niece. So now the Gemara says, Bishlam and according to Reish Lakish, we understand. Mishum Hachi Kamachri According to Reish Lakish, what was the reason why he said that there's a problem that you have to write it on the Shtar, you have to write the, the, the time? Because he said it has to do with the fruits. So we understand why Reb Shimon says it's kosher. Because he holds that even though it's written at an earlier time that it was actually completed and signed, nevertheless, so as soon as a person, as soon as a man decides he's going to divorce his wife, he no longer has rights to the fruits. That's how Rashi explains it. So therefore, even though it's written at an earlier time, that earlier time already represents the time that he already wanted to divorce his wife. And therefore... So that's why Rabbi Shimon would say it's kosher. Ela Rabbi Yechanan, my time of Rabbi Shimon. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, what's going to be the understanding? Why does Rabbi Shimon say the machshir that he says it's kosher? Amar lech Rabbi Yechanan. So Rabbi Yechanan will respond and say like this: I'll leave it to Rabbi Shimon leikamina. When I said my pshat that has to do with basachoso, that the reason that we make him write the zman because of the fact that he's going to cover up for his niece. So that's not going according to Rabbi Shimon. Ki kamina rabbanon. So I only said that halacha, I only said that that's the understanding according to the rabbanon, but indeed according to Rabbi Shimon, the reason that you have to write the time has to do with the fruits. And Rabbi Shimon holds that when do you not get the fruits anymore already from the time that it's being written, meaning from the time that he decides he wants to divorce his wife. And that's why Rabbi Shimon says that. But Rabbi Yechanan holds like the rabbanon, from like the rabbis who say that indeed no, when did the fruits revert back to the ownership of the wife, of the woman? That happens already from the Shas Nasina, when the, when the get is actually given and not when it's actually written. But Rabbi Shimon is arguing on that. So now the Gemara says, Bishlama, we understand now Rabbi Yechanan. We understand the machlokes as we just explained between Rabbi Shimon and the rabbis. According to Rabbi Shlakish, what is the argument between Rabbi Shimon and the, and the Rabbanan? Meaning we understand that according to Rabbi Shimon, why is it that he says it's kosher? Because he holds that as soon as he has in mind he's going to divorce her, that he no longer has rights to the fruits. So it's very good why we say it's kosher even from the time that it was actually written. However, but according to the Rabbanan, so why do they say that it's possible? What, what's the problem precisely? It shouldn't be any problem, according, especially according to Rish Lakish, who holds not like Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan said that it goes from the Shas Nasina, like the rabbis, from the Shas Nasina, that's when he loses his rights in the fruits. But Rish Lakish is clearly holding that it goes by the time that he intends to divorce already, that's when he loses his rights in the fruits. So what are we going to say according to the Rabban? Why did they say that it's no good? So the Gemara answers, They're arguing about the fruits that are coming or being sold by the husband between the time that he actually wrote it and the time that he actually signed the document. That's the issue. According to Rabbi Shimon, as soon as you write the shtar, as soon as you write the divorce document and you've showed your intention to divorce her, so as at that moment already you lose your rights to the fruits of the husband. However, the rabbis hold no, until it's actually completely signed and it's it's a done deal. That's when he loses his rights to the fruits. So the bottom line here is what comes out of this, and it's important that we get this because for the next line of the Gemara, according to Reish Lakish, when, according to everyone, it's lost, you lose your rights to the fruits as soon as the shtar, as soon as the document is written, either from the time of writing or the time of signing, but no matter what's from the time when it's written. Whereas according to Rabbi Yechanan, when do you lose the rights to the fruits? Only at the time when it's being given over. Like the rabbis say, when it's being given over, that's when you lose the rights to the fruits. So now the Gemara asks, 
We hear the exact opposite to Itmar, because we learned in a memory, when do we say that he no longer has the rights to the fruits of the husband? Rabbi Yechanan Amar Mishas Ksiva. Here Rabbi Yechanan says from the time of, of it being written. It's Rabbi Yechanan speaking. And here Rishlakish is the one saying that it goes from the time that it's being given over. So it's the exact opposite of what we just said. Gemara says, Epoch, we switch it around, and that means that Rishlakish, in fact, like we originally said, is the one who's saying that it goes from the time of writing, and since he was like the Rabbana, like the Rabbi, so it goes from the time of signing, and when we say writing, it means completion of the document, and according to Rabbi Yechanan, like we mentioned before, so it goes by the time that you're giving it over, so we switch the second Memra, the second version. Amar Abai Rav Yosef, Abai says to Rav Yosef, Shalish Gitin Psulin. There are three different divorce documents that are no good. But if you go and you get married, so the Vlad, the child, is kosher. Meaning, if you went and you used the document anyway, so it's okay. So one of those three is where you didn't write the Zman, you didn't write the time. So the Gemara says, What did the rabbis help by making this Sakana, by making this decree that you have to write the time? If anyway a person can go and get married, and she can use the, the Shtar, even though it doesn't have the time, so the uncle can still cover up for his niece, and the guy can still get away with selling the fruits of his wife, so what have we accomplished? The Gemara says, uh, so he answers, answers, We do help it because we know that the the people who are writing the Shtaris, the people who are writing the divorce documents, so they know that it has to be written L'Chathchila, it's supposed to be written this way. So, and if you, indeed, you go and you write it without these things, L'Chathchila, we're not going to let you get married. But if you did it already, so then what's done is done. So the Gemara continues, Let's say he cut off part of the document, the part of the document that had a time on it. And then, meaning he had, they had written a time on it, and then they went and he cut it off and he gave it to his wife. What's the Allah? So he said back to him, we're not worried about people who are tricksters and they're trying to do this. Let's say it doesn't say the specific date. It says, Shavuah, he refers to the seven-year cycle of Shemitah, or it says the year, or it says the month, or it says the week, but it doesn't say the day. So Amar Leik, Hashir, he says it's fine. <coughs> so he asked him, So what did they accomplish with their Takana? Lomaisa, it's going to be off, and with the Paris case, for sure. And even in the case of the Basachos, with the, with the niece, so still a person can get away with things. So he says to him, Okay, it's not the most beautiful, perfect decree, but it does certainly help in regards to at least narrowing it down, either to the week before or the week after. Because if you don't say this, So in a normal case where let's say he wrote down the day, do we know if he did it in the morning, in the afternoon? There's always going to be a little bit off, it's always going to be imprecise. So we don't require a person to do that. So therefore, and, and there we would say maybe the day before, the day after, we're imprecise, and therefore it's okay. So, so, so to over here, So even if you only wrote the week and you didn't actually write the specific day, it's going to be okay as well. We'll continue from here in the next Daily Daf.